Hey, Dr. Mike here. Could there be a new missing mineral from your diet and supplement regimen? Stay tuned to find out if that's the case. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. Hey, thanks for joining us at Live Foreverish. Uh, I'm Dr. Mike, your host. I'm here with Dr. Crystal. Hi, Dr. Crystal. Hello. How are you today? I'm I'm doing pretty good. So, you know, I I I I kind of was laughing to myself with my teaser because um, we we are we already knew that magnesium was missing. Yes. Right. And and now there's there's maybe another one right that we're concerned about at Life Extension. Um, that was called lithium. Uh, yes. Right. And now and now there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, but what's what I what I want people to understand is. Across the board, because of poor soil conditions, um, the food that we're producing is pretty much low in all minerals, right? I mean, the fact that we're, we're recognizing low levels of minerals, trace minerals across the board in people, is that really that surprising? It doesn't surprise me. I mean, we are consuming ultra-processed foods, and oftentimes, you know, the, it's, at least if it's uh, grains, or, or yeah. flour that's used in a lot of your breads and cookies and things like that. You know, that flour has been bleached all, you know, the, your nutrients. There's, removed. there's nothing they in it. Decided, you know, strategically <laughs> which ones they want to add back in, you know, yeah. fortification, which is, yeah. is which is, isn't, is it, is it that a, a wonderful idea? Let's, let's strip the food <laughs> of all nutrients and then we'll put a couple back in. Like, it's like what bizarre, how, how, how do we get to, how did we get to that point? I mean, like what, like that, that's become the norm and that is how they do it. So yeah, we know magnesium um, is, is important. That's definitely missing. And that's why we want people eating more of your leafy greens and all that kind of stuff. And um, lithium, uh, we did a whole podcast, liveforeverish.com. You go check it out about uh, filtered water and um, bottled water, really missing that. With iodine, I mean, most Americans aren't getting that from their diet because we find it in seaweed, right? Well, yes. And well, just seafood in general, but seaweed, shrimp is also um, a, a good source of iodine. You know, crustacean uh, fish will yeah. give you iodine but see so I, I, I think well people eat pe yeah people eat plenty of that stuff I think iodine in from seaweed is still probably one of the better sources right and that's yes. and that's we don't eat seaweed I mean some people if you eat sushi you might get a little bit um and I am starting to see those seaweed snacks you have you have them at your desk a lot yes I do they're so yeah, great I, had, I like them too I do I had one with wasabi which was really, oh, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I am seeing that a little bit more in some specialty stores and what have you. But at the end of the day, um, why? So, if iodine's missing, who cares? What's the big deal? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, it's a big deal because we're talking about it. <laughs> well, it's a big deal, and we actually, um, it was recognized as a big deal all the way back in 1924 when it was added to salt um, yeah. to decrease goiters. Which is? Which is, <laughs> so it's it basically is the thyroid and enlarged um, thyroid. And I guess we have to take a step back and just kind of explain the connection between iodine 
and thyroid yeah. health. Uh, yeah, so just 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 a little bit. Your you thyroid need to go to school here. Yeah, thyroid <laughs> hormones. Uh, iodine is the kind of the building block for your thyroid hormones. Um, T4, T3. Um, those actually represent the number of iodines that's attached to to those thyroid hormones. And we know that the thyroid hormones produced by the thyroid gland. So when you don't have enough iodine, then the thyroid gland has to work harder in order to make thyroid hormone. Right. Yeah. And the harder it works, the thyroid gland actually starts to get larger and larger and larger in the, as a way to kind of compensate for not having enough of the raw material to make the thyroid hormones. Right, right. So, so a long time ago, there, there were the incidence of goiter, right? The, I should say the prevalence of goiter was a lot higher, um, recognizing that there was very little lithium in the diet. And so they added it to salt, right? Right. Um, so you have your iodized salt. So that, that worked well. It worked wonders. Um, you know, the, the goiters went away. However, th there are two concerns here. One is we know that iodine dissipates from salt in about four weeks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you think about a, a container of yeah. salt a, in my house. Oh, wait, 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 back up, back up. Say, say that, wait, say that again. So it, you're talking about if I leave iodine, I uh, um, salt with iodine, if I just leave it out, like, like in the, in the bottle, right? You're saying it only lasts how, like how long does that iodine stay in weeks. there? The iodine is yes, about four weeks. So if you wow. buy, a, I've never heard that a container of iodized salt. Um, I mean, we keep salt for years in, in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so that's no iodine in it. <laughs> while it works, uh, there are some limitations to that strategy, and then well, a lot of people are moving to sea salt and right, right, yeah. Because there was, I mean, let's be honest, there was a big push you know, in the eighties and nineties to eat less salt. Right. Right. And so people were doing more of like the Mr. And Mrs. Dashes. I don't know if it's Mr. And Mrs. Dash, whatever that was, but, um, or just finding salt alternatives. Right. Yeah. And and so the, the, the thought was, okay, well, when we're going to start having some goiter issues again, right, we're going to, we're going to start seeing a prevalence of goiters increase because people aren't doing as much salt. So, um, well, that brings thought. us, you know, that, that one thought about that, though, is one thing that we are seeing is it seems like there is now an increased prevalence of thyroid related issues. It may not be, you know, full on. Goiter, goiter, right. Right. Um, but people I mean, it's like everyone I talk to is having, you know, thyroid issues dealing with, you know, underactive <laughs> thyroid. So we we know there's something going on. I agree. No, I agree with you. Totally. I mean, I think. um any clinician is is really not doing a great job if they're not looking at a thyroid panel when people come in with complaints of fatigue, mood issues, weight, whatever that is. You you have to just keep keep thyroid in the back of your head, right? That, right. I mean, let's make sure. And so you're right. You're seeing more and more, um, maybe not outright hypothyroidism, right? But you're seeing this sub clinical type picture. We're not really sure what's going on, that kind of stuff. And we, we really aren't doing our job if we're not um, at least doing a nice thyroid panel for people. Yeah. And so when I talk to, you know, customers, you know, the first thing I think about or discuss is let's, let's work on iodine. <laughs> we know that thyroid hormones 
or the starting material is iodine. So we want to make sure you have, you know, adequate amounts of iodine um, in your body to support thyroid function. Uh, but Dr. Mike, you know, when you think about iodine, what we're now seeing is it goes beyond the thyroid. There you go. You know, yep, there's that's such true. a close connection between iodine and thyroid. But now what about iodine for breast tissue? Mm -hmm. uh, we that's right. also know that portions of the digestive tract also are rich in iodine. So you're seeing, and even, you know, you see a connection now with cardiovascular health, kind of indirectly through uh, thyroid function, but you have to kind of think outside of the thyroid gland now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, we're learning much more uh, about the um, total body effects of iodine and, and quite honestly, many of the minerals, right? I mean, we're learning so much about how minerals and trace minerals play such an important role to whole body health. So what are we going to do? I mean, I, you know, you, you, I mean, I, I don't want to, as I don't want to tell people to start using a bunch of salt again. Right. No. I, I, you know, so what, so what, um, but don't be scared of salt, a little pinch here and there. It really does help with food. But, um, you know, the, the, the I, I remember, um, growing up, this is like in the seventies and stuff. And, um, my dad was just a salt freak, right? I mean, he would he would salt food before he even tasted it, right? He he didn't even care. His first reaction was to dump salt on stuff. I used to joke that he would salt a salt stick. Like well, he would maybe, just maybe he knew whoever was making the food would go light on the salt. Yeah, my mom wasn't all that good of a cook, so that that might have been. Oh, oh goodness, <laughs> that might have been. That might have been some of it. So, what are we going to do though? Are there things outside of salt? that we can, in terms of food, that, that people could eat um, to get more iodine. Like, for instance, we mentioned the, the sea-based food, like the seaweed, crustaceans, and stuff like that. But not a lot of, no, a lot of people don't like to eat that stuff. What else is out there? Well, so you have, you do find it in, you know, eggs. Sometimes um, uh, milk will contain some iodine. Um, navy beans can sink, but it's not when... Let's just put this into perspective. Um, even your, your seafood, shrimp, cod, fish, milk, eggs, we're talking, you know, from 12 micrograms to maybe about, you know, 99 micrograms compared to seaweed, which may be like 4,500 micrograms. Yeah. So seaweed <laughs> still continues to be the leading That's source. That's the best source. Yeah, that's of, the best of iodine. Now there is an RDA of 150 micrograms, um, but most people could use a little bit more. Um, yeah. And and so we really think, you know, one um, 1,000 micrograms, maybe even up to you know, in some cases, uh, more than that. Yeah. And you're not going to you're not going to be able to eat that. I mean, unless you really are going to chow down on a bunch of seaweed and, and we're, yeah. that's just not part of the the, the American um, diet. So so I, supplementation, again, it comes back to eating right, eating those foods that can provide iodine, but also maybe maybe consider taking uh, a daily supplement. Right. Yes. Well, wow, that's great. So iodine is uh, potentially missing in a lot of us. Um, it may be why we're seeing such uh, um, so many cases of like subclinical thyroid, but also as Dr. Crystal mentioned, you know, think, think beyond 
uh, thyroid. It does have benefit in, in, in other, uh, other body parts. It does have whole body benefit. Um, and so, uh, eat some of those foods we had mentioned, but really consider a, a daily supplement of iodine. So it's not missing anymore. That really might be a great thing to do. Dr. Crystal, thanks for coming on. Thank you. You're listening to Live Foreverish. Don't forget more podcast at liveforeverish.com. That's liveforeverish.com. Like, share, comment, and don't forget to subscribe because that's the only way you're going to be able to keep up to date with all these podcasts that we're doing. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Take care.